city men who step upon me. Blood in my dog and I can't see. I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be. And niggas trying to take my life away. I put a hole in a nigga for fucking with me. My back on the wall, now you gon' see. Better watch how you talk when you talk about me. Cause I'll come and take your life away. Many men, many, 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 many men. Wish death on me, Lord. I don't cry no more. Don't look to the sky no more. Have mercy on me. Q. Blair, how are you, sir? BD. It's the second time now. Second time. I, I, I told you if if I have if I have a choice between monosyllabic and polysyllabic, I will always go for the former. Are you trying to get me fired? A little bit. Is that, is, <laughs> okay. Then we'll have more time to do this. I'll have to try to make books, make money on books like Scott Keith. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, not much. Just uh, reeling from uh, this past pay-per-view, as I'm sure uh, you probably are as well. Well, it's funny because we, you know, we typically get together the week after, but I don't believe there was any talk of doing a podcast the week after this time. <laughs> I don't think either one of us brought it up. No, I don't think. Because I, I think we were just so. Well, I mean, obviously in the States, I'm, I, I was here dealing with Thanksgiving, but outside of that also, I think we both needed a moment to kind of take everything in. And the fact yeah. that um, where we thought that the... Uh, uh, the the ghost of Seamus had dropped off into the lower mid card, um, and was probably there to stay until he was future endeavored, um, but I guess that shiny briefcase kind of just brought him back up, and not only that, but he has a stable of people who aren't necessarily the greatest wrestlers in the world either, with Wade Barrett and uh, and Rusev. Yeah, yeah, so. Before we get into that, let's just talk about the pay-per-view as a whole for a second. It's, it's been discussed to death everywhere else, but let's... So, can, can the last five minutes of a pay-per-view ruin a pay-per-view for you? No, but the entire pay-per-view being boring and predictable can. See, I didn't, I didn't think that... I, I actually quite like this pay-per-view. Really? Uh, except for the... Like, well, it's, other than the fact that, yes, it was boring and predictable, but I thought the matches were quite good. And I guess maybe for me, I didn't think it was as much of a lock that what would happen did because it seemed too obvious. So it seemed like they were, it seemed obvious that they would. So they kind of triple blind, they, they kind of triple duck blinded me in a way, uh, which is probably my own fault. But I enjoyed, okay, did you enjoy the semifinal matches? Uh, I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed, yeah, I actually did. Uh, the, uh, the Del Rio... Uh, Reigns okay. match was actually a pretty pretty good match, um, which also showcases that Roman Reigns can have good matches uh, when he's. I like that match. Okay. Um, but uh, let's see uh, the other what what was it Ambrose and Owens right? Um, yeah. Maybe my expectations were a little high for that match. It wasn't a bad match by any means. It was definitely a good match, but I just felt like they could have definitely these two could definitely put on a five star match, and they didn't. See, I agree with that too. Yeah, I mean, I, and maybe that was just a function of them not wanting to give it all away uh, mm -hmm. in a in, in a tournament where obviously they weren't gonna their their match wasn't gonna be the story. We all knew that at least. Mm -hmm. um, 
So, okay. Uh, now, what about the Divas match? Did you like the Divas match? I enjoyed the Divas match, but I felt like um, it was... They were trying so hard to tell the story of physicality of... Um, of there being a grudge between the two that they forgot to tell a story throughout the match about the match. I don't know if that makes sense. Like they, they lost sight of uh, psychology in the ring just to tell the match of, Oh, Charlotte is pissed off at page. Yeah, that was a whole, okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't totally disagree with that. Now that being said though, uh, I think it's better than a lot of other divas matches we've gotten out of this divas revolution. Oh, great. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't disagree. Now, I'm not, now, I'm not talking about NXT stuff, because obviously that that's a different statement right there. But um, I, over, overall, I thought the, ma- the match was pretty good. Um, now, you and I talked about Ziggler Tyler Breeze. I've not seen a lot of Tyler Breeze, because WWE still, still hates Canada. But um, <laughs> the, I, I, didn't, I didn't think too much of him in that match, but you told me that that wasn't a great example. I mean, think about it this way. Uh, the, I mean, obviously, we will get to Monday Night Raw... Uh, Raw um, in a little bit, but um, on Monday Night Raw, we saw a match between Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. That was a four-minute filler. Now, if yeah. you were, if you were watching that in first glance, you would not give these two another thought. Um, no, but, that's true. And so, like, what they did with Ziggler and Breeze, I I hated that match. Like, I it's, I thought it was a horrible match, um, especially I, I knowing what these two rough. are capable of. But, you know, I've seen Tyler Breeze wrestle, like, over the past two years. This is, the, the guy has really incredible in-ring work. He's just, I don't know why they, maybe he got nervous. Maybe they focused too much on the storytelling uh, over ring psychology again. And it just, it was just a flop for me. How did you feel? Like, you said you, you weren't impressed? No, not at all. But you told me that that wasn't a great example of the work. And they didn't exactly have a ton of time anyway. So I decided to take your word for it. Uh, and I won't, you know, uh, I, I'm sure I'll see Tyler Breeze again anyway. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, so I, I'm not too, but that was really the only match. Like even that Survivor Series thing um, wasn't bad. I didn't think like the, not the pre-show one. That one was atrocious, but the other one, you know, that wasn't bad. And that had Seamus and Wade Barrett in it. Like, and I, yeah, like I, I'm just saying it, the pay-per-view as a whole. Now the, the Dean Ambrose uh, Roman Reigns match at the end. What did you think of that? I thought it was a little short, but not bad. It wasn't a bad match, but it was like they they had twenty more minutes like left in the pay per view um, after the match was over. It wouldn't have taken twenty minutes for them to tell the story of Sheamus cashing in. Um, no, that was kind of weird. I wondered if that's what. Well, and I mean the thing that was the other thing that kind of seemed like a weird production oversight. Like we're trained to 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 that these pay per views end right around nine, and maybe we shouldn't be. Maybe that would if they wouldn't do that every time, then maybe we wouldn't be so. Our minds wouldn't be so trained to think it's 8.40 and the match is over. Um, something's fucking happening, right? Unless ISIS had actually carried out their threat somehow and they decided they needed to end the show early for some reason. Um, that, that was the thing. Like, I, I knew something else was happening, and that's not good when you, when you know that. Yeah. It, 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 takes, it takes away from their ability to really tell you anything. You know what I mean? No, 100%. I mean, it's, it's falling into a structure, and if, um, if you're used to that structure, then you kind of can tell what's going to happen. Like, I feel like they could have told the entire story with about, if they cut about nine minutes of confetti falling, they yeah. could have told that whole story of um, Triple H coming in, getting speared, and Seamus cashing in fairly like i'd say within five minutes they could have told that story 
Yeah, I agree with you. And so, like, if... um, Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I don't totally get why Seamus... Or or why Seamus... I don't totally get why Roman speared Triple H. It seemed like an overreaction. Because he's a good guy and Triple H is is a heel. So, I mean, unfortunately... That's the only reasoning that they have for Reigns, and it's going to be a detriment to Reigns if all he does is, like, all of his actions are just solely for the sake that he's a face. Like, if he has no rationale or motivation behind any of his actions besides, I'm a face, I'm a good guy, I mean, it's... And then it goes it goes deeper in the fa- in, into uh, how they're booking Roman Reigns. I mean, there are a million things we can talk about, uh, like f- starting from that Reigns mentions the name of every city that he's in in every promo that he does. Um, and it's like it's like Pitbull. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a Samoan version of Pitbull. Um, only you know people yeah. like Pitbull. Uh, there's your difference. Um, and that would have, well, not everybody, but that would have been, uh, like, that, 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 they almost should do that, is like, uh, Samoan Pitbull is actually a, 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 not a bad, not a bad uh, idea for him, I don't think, nickname-wise, but we can get into, we, we'll get into how f- completely fucked both of these guys are later, uh, but, so, oh, but overall, the pay-per-view, like, so was predictability your only issue with it? Because I thought in Ring it was decent, and like I said, I think for me, I was like, there's no way they're gonna do something that stupid. I mean, uh, it, so maybe I didn't think it was. I, I I obviously didn't think it was as obvious as it, as it was. Was it really? Smart, was the in ring work really that good? I mean, really think about it. Alberto Del Rio had a good match with Roman Reigns. That being that's that's can't take away from that. Owens and Ambrose had a had a good match. Can't take away from that. Um, Ziggler and Dolph had an atro. Oh, sorry, Ziggler and Dolph. Ziggler and Breeze had an atrocious match. Um, yeah, but that was the only bad one on the card. I thought. Yeah. No. Well, I'm not take, saying I'm not saying the other ones blew the whole thing out of the water. No. No. But I, 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 I you know, and I get. I guess I didn't expect them to give it all away. You know, uh-huh. on this pay per view. Okay. Also, Taker and the Taker Kane and the Wyatts atrocious match. Oh yeah, I forgot. Fucking about that. atrocious that was match. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was that was, that was um, horrible. Yeah, I the the new day um the the, the Survivor Series uh. The the uh, the traditional Survivor Series match was good only because the New Day was in it. That's the only reason that that entire match was watchable and entertaining. Had nothing to do with in ring work. Well, I can go. Yeah, I'll, 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 I, I, I mean, I. That's three out of that's three really good performers in the match. Sometimes it, that, that that's all it takes. Sometimes you know, it, 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 you could have thrown a piece of cardboard in there instead of Wade Barrett, and it probably would have been just as good, I agree. I think it might have been better. Um, I, think, I, think, I think putting yeah, in, that's, uh, Wade that's Barrett possible. and Sheamus into that whole mix kind of was a detriment to the match. I think it kind of brought it down. I think if you had pieces of cardboard yeah. in there for the New Day to wrestle, I think we would have had a better match out of that. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. I will say Wade Barrett doing a dance was entertaining as well like see this, i mean like that match was was enjoyable to watch less because of the in-ring work and more because the new day kind of brings out the the most entertaining side of anybody that they're fucking working with um yeah so yeah no i agree like so with that okay. being said let's see um so we've had what well, del, del rio uh del rio and reigns uh Ambrose and Owens, Owens. they're they're passable matches, passably good matches. 
Um, yeah. And that last match w- between Reigns and Ambrose, although there was a hint of definitely good stuff going on, I don't think I think it was too short to actually call that like a good match. I think it was just. I would call it a good match and not a great match for what for for a match that we've never really had Ambrose mm-hmm. and Reigns. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's. I guess my hope was that at the time, anyway was that we would get more of their matches down the road. Because we talked about last time about different ways they could go where I thought we might get more matches. So I guess maybe that's why it didn't bug me at the time. But I, I didn't like the, like, well, I kind of loved and hated the ending, to be honest. And that's more of the sadistic part of me that loved it. But, like, you know, you look at, I remember I was watching the Survivor Series match and I saw Sheamus and I saw Wade Barrett and I'm like, Man, imagine if those two had made a vented a pay-per-view like people were yelling at me about that they were going to be doing a couple years ago. Just imagine if that were to actually be the case. And fucking lo and behold, 24 hours later, we have Sheamus and Wade Barrett in a stable. Yep. I mean, it, it's just amazing. I, I, uh, you can't, you can't script revenge that good. It's, no. It's, it's amazing. I, I, I kind of absolutely love it. So we'll talk about that, but I wanted to read this interesting quote that I saw um, on Pulse from Forbes. You might have seen it, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it just to sort of start this whole thing. Um, so this is a gentleman uh, named Alfred Kanua, uh, who was apparently paid to write this article by WWE, uh, explained why he thinks having Sheamus as champion is best for business. I think what was best for business is prolonging Roman Reigns' quest to become WWE champion. By stacking the deck with a heel in Sheamus, I think he's a perfect heel to win the world title. I think this recreates, to some degree, the WrestleMania 30 storyline with Daniel Bryan. As great as Daniel Bryan was for that run, he wouldn't have been as intriguing if there wasn't that black hole of a champion. That perceived champion who is just being gifted opportunities like Randy Orton. It worked with Batista as well. They did very good business. Uh, that did very good business. Top five WrestleMania houses of all time at the time with over 75,000 people. I do think they can recreate that to some degree. People aren't going to get confused with Reigns and Bryan. It's going to work in terms of playing with the heartstrings of fans. So what's your, what's, what, what do you think when you hear that? That's completely short-sighted. I mean, like, this is, I, I actually wanted to talk about this, and I'm glad that you brought this up. Um, people have been saying... I don't, even need, I don't even see the short side of this. <laughs> well, people have been saying that, you know, what happened with Brian was obviously something that was magical, and it was really, really, like, it was once in every generation where something like that actually happens, where the fans kind of dictate um, and kind of push forcefully the, pers- the, the, the guy that they want. Yes. Um, into the main event scene. The problem here is that Reigns, they're, they're, man, they're trying to manufacture the same thing. And you can't manufacture something that's organic. And Reigns is not Daniel Bryan. If anything, if you want to make a comparison, Reigns would be more Batista in this situation than Daniel Bryan. So, well, that's so what he, I said. I wrote a comment and I wrote that exact thing. Oh, okay. Well, the, I mean, it just it, it doesn't make any sense for for people to try to make that parallel because Reigns is nothing like Daniel Bryan. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't. It he is already handpicked, just like Batista was handpicked. That for prolonging Roman Reigns' career, I think I I think that is a great idea. But prolonging his career is not the same thing as prolonging this fucking already too long quest for him to overcome all odds and be the champion it's not gonna work it's not gonna click what they should have done and what they should have done to begin with 
if they wanted to really parallel the Daniel Bryan success, the point, the thing that made the Daniel Bryan storyline a success is that it was really organic and true to life. So they should have taken Reigns and the hate that the fans feel for him, and they fucking feel it. If anybody, I mean, even with the Sheamus thing, they're still gonna boo him. I oh mean, my god! It's, it's yeah. Oh, they they well, they already did that. Yeah, didn't they? They they cheered Sheamus, <laughs> if anything. Like yes. I mean, I'm yes. sorry. I mean, and that's amazing. That 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 is that that's unreal. Hell, even I like. All right, well, I'll get into that in a second. But like, um, but Reigns. If they're gonna if they're gonna pl- take anything from the Daniel Bryan thing, they should just try to make it as organic as possible and make Reigns in storyline essence the the chosen face of the company. Like yeah. I don't understand how much easier like the the, the fans handed the the company this storyline on a silver platter. Like they already set this up. You already have a foil. You already have a foil in Dean Ambrose. Like, I don't understand yeah. how, how, like, how stubborn do you have to be? And, and this goes into this conversation about wrestling be, and WWE in particular being such an interesting medium and such a convenient medium for the company because you have fans right there telling you exactly what you want. Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly who they want, exactly what you want, ex- ex- and, and exactly how they feel. So and you and you have it in real time on a week to week basis, and especially now with social media and how WWE is kind of pro- very prevalent in social media, they have that. They have that particular that it's it's just so fucking convenient. Like no other medium has that that uh, ability to to hear what the fans want, and yet they are stubbornly pushing away as as to what they think the fans want, rather than hearing and organically playing on what they want well and the really weird thing about it is is that i think they have so little going on big picture wise that fans the fact that the fans all want the same thing is kind of the last it's basically it gives them a bulletproof, like, okay, this is what they want, this is what we're going to do. It's not a good thing that they only want one thing. There should be a lot of things they want. The fans shouldn't necessarily even agree on what's best. But the fact that they all so unanimously, like, I'm, I'm saying if they were doing their job, I'm not saying the fans are wrong, I'm just saying if they were doing their job, fans would want more than one thing. If they were doing their job, then uh, you've got Roman and Dean as what's supposed to be these crowd favorites, but only one of them is an actual crowd favorite. So if they were doing their jobs, then Roman and Dean would have been cheered. If they were doing their jobs, then Sheamus would have been booed out of the building when he was fighting Sheamus. Or Sheamus would have been booed out of, out of the building when Roman was fighting him, is what I meant to say there. So <laughs> the it's amazing that it, it, it comes to this again and again and again. And that's why, it goes back to why, I was like, they'll never do that. They, they, they can't possibly after this much time, um, think that this will work again. So my my points are, like you, you said that that quote was short-sighted. I don't even see the short side of it, let alone the long side. But so my points were as follows. Uh, number one, uh, Seamus is not Randy Orton. Uh, and not that that's an incredibly hard target to begin with. Uh, but at least Orton had an established run where he was fairly over. I would was never huge into him, but he was over for a while. Is that is that a fair statement? You think? Yes, definitely. I think that's a very fair statement. 
Okay, uh, point two. Randy, o Randy Orton was just a placeholder. He wasn't that important to the overall story because I think they really could have used almost anybody. I think. Yeah. I think they could have used uh, Batista in that same role. And, we'll, I mean, obviously he came in later, but we'll get to that. Um, they, could have, they could have used anybody. Uh, point three. Batista had more heat than Orton did anyway, despite being the babyface, because he was taking the place of Daniel Bryan. Not because he was, you know, Orton should have been the guy that was over, uh, or sorry, Batista should have been the guy that was over because he was going to fight Orton. But Batista was more hated than Orton, even though Orton was the guy he was supposed to be going after. And he was, he, he's, he was booed because he was taking the place of Daniel Bryan slash the, he wasn't the guy the fans wanted to see in the first place. I think it was a combo of those two things. So if anything, Roman's being set up for the same thing because he's taking the place of and I don't think it's just Daniel Bryan this time. I think there will be other guys like Ambrose that people will perceive that he's taking the place of. But even, even so, e even if not, you still have the problem that he's still not the guy that people want to see. Same way as Batista. Um, point four, Daniel Bryan was really the only reason why the WrestleMania thing was as over with the fans as it was. And that sort of goes back to what you said, which was, hey, uh... <laughs> Brian wasn't over because they did that thing with Orton. Brian was over before that. That's yeah. why he made it to that, that. That's why he went to SummerSlam to fight Cena. That's really all there is to it. Like he was well over before that. That just gave him something to do after the fact. And I think had they not bungled it with the Batista thing, I actually think they could have done quite well with that. I don't know that they necessarily should have made a nine-month story out of it because I don't think you really can make a nine-month story with two guys anymore anyway i i don't think i don't think you can do that i don't think anybody has the attention span for that anymore including me yeah um but 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 regardless you know it 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 still could have worked had they had they had different guys to rotate in and out of there you know what i mean yeah um but instead they drop a t-stint that's the reason it tanked and that's my last point roman reigns is not daniel bryan if anything roman roman is batista the guy they bring in to fight Randy Orton, or Sheamus in this case, that the, that the crowd doesn't really want or buy in that spot. In this case, Daniel Bryan is Ambrose, or, <laughs> or actual Daniel Bryan if he does come back. Mm -hmm. So if they're smart, they'll go that route and attempt to save yet another horrible idea. I don't know why they need to keep doing the, why, they, why it comes down to this thing where they need to do an idea to save it, where, when they have enough guys that the fans want to see. It's so strange. It's, um, I think a lot of it also has to do with the fact that there's still either I don't know what part of the company is doing this because I feel like the booking has definitely been very um, and I think uh, Widrow made made this point like the booking has been really scattered and kind of bipolar and a lot of that has to, I think is a reflection of um, you know maybe Triple H's um, style of booking clashing with Vince's style of booking. Um, Whereas Vince's style of booking is very much build up one guy, do everything you can to build up one guy, and then put the entire company on the backs and on the back and shoulders of that one guy. Um, whereas I think Triple H might have a have a, a little bit of a broad, and maybe I, I might be wrong. I might be giving Trips too much credit, but like it would make more sense to build up several main eventers at once, or at least a handful. Um, especially when you have a roster as good as WWE has now, because um, they have a very good roster now. 
I mean, I yeah, I, mean, I, I agree with you. Obviously, there are some people out with injuries. Uh, it sucks that Cesaro is out, and it's you know it sucks that Rollins is out. But even with those injuries, um, you still have a very, very, very good roster. Um, yeah, and you can pull from NXT anytime you want to. I, in fact, I don't know why they haven't been doing that recently because there have, there's definitely been a good amount of NXT um, a talent that have been there. They've been there for a while now, and I think they they should be ready for main event. Alex Sami Zayn is coming back to NXT. I don't know why. Why would you not just put him in the main roster at this point? Um, but in any case, you know that that the 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 way they should have booked Survivor Series, and I've and I've said this. You know, we've talked about this several times, and many people have said this already, is to book Roman as the heel, book um, book Ambrose. As the face chasing, you have you have already built two credible main eventers there, and until Ambrose actually gets the legitimate shot, you have a good number of pay per views between now and WrestleMania, where you can put other people against Reigns and build Reigns up as a credible heel. Like you can you can still have him be like a monster heel, give him that give him that push, you know, get book him strongly. But you can also have yeah. people like um, you're, you're gonna have people like Kevin Owens. You can have people like Dolph Ziggler. You can have people; these guys come up and try to fight him and try to take it off of him. You know. Well, well, I mean, one of the fun things about the time that we're in now is—is um, is this a better or worse idea than turning Ambrose heel? Or because because we talked about that possibility, right? Yeah. When uh, the last time I did the podcast, we talked to we thought we thought they might go that route because that seemed like a stupid idea that they would have too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So is this better or worse than that? This is worse. I actually think it's worse too, and I I I, I don't really. It's such a strange dichotomy because when Sheamus was on top uh, a few years ago. There wasn't really a lot of guys that I wanted to see in WWE at that point. Aside, anyway, aside from Punk, Brian, and there was a couple others here and there. Uh, but now Sheamus, I actually think that this is far funnier. Because Sheamus has now had years to prove that he's a complete waste of time, number one. Mm-hmm. And he's also had, we also have some such a talented roster now so the fact that it's happening now is almost funnier to me because you you it's so much worse now like before he 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 trumped over daniel bryan you probably remember that which was hilarious which was hilariously bad but now he's up there above ambrose above you know roman despite what anybody's problem with him he's a pretty good wrestler i i think he's a pretty good wrestler anyway and you know, uh, uh, all these other guys, like I could name countless guys, and Sheamus is your world champion. It boggles the mind. Yeah, it, it, it's it's unreal. I can't. I, I honestly can't believe it. Um, so let's. I mean, we could do. We could. We could talk about this forever. But um, if they're seriously planning on having Roman and Roman and Sheamus until WrestleMania, that's going to be fucking hilarious. Do you know where TLC takes place? I'm just thinking uh, about this now. I have no idea off the top of my head. I could look it up. I'm doing it right now. Okay. I'll save you the trouble. Um, WWE TLC 2015. 
it's an upcoming professional wrestling pay-per-view pretty. It'll take place in Boston. Wow. In Boston. They're going to get fucking killed. They are going to get killed. There's no way that, that that match gets a good reaction in Boston. I don't care if they have a fucking flamethrower. I don't care if it's TLCF for flamethrower. There's no way. There's no way. I have to admire their balls for attempting it. I really do, because that 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 is being on an optimist on a level that I have never, <laughs> never considered. <laughs> like, you know, TNA ran Hogan and Sting in 2011. I, I think this is actually ballsier than that. I mean, this is this is this is nuts. I I so okay. That 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 was going to be my question. Uh, enough of me sputtering into the microphone, not being able to believe how crazy this is, but. Uh, are they gonna do this at? T- what's, what's your prediction? Do they end this at TLC with Roman winning the belt? If they're or do smart, they... yeah. It, well, that's my question. Yeah, we've obviously. I mean, there's enough out there to to certainly say that WWE is smart and not smart. You know that 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 just happens. But are, are, will they actually do it? Will they actually end it, or is this going to WrestleMania? What you mean? You mean Sheamus and Reigns? Yes. No, they they can't be that stupid. Well, I didn't think they'd do this on the last pay-per-view either, but here we are. <laughs> At the very least, on this last pay-per-view, you can maybe make the point that maybe they just wanted to get rid of the Money in the Bank briefcase and get a, like, a match out of this that might put Reigns over a hated heel. Uh, okay, but that... Yeah, I agree. I mean, if it wasn't their plan initially, it certainly certainly should be their plan now. Um, neither one of these... Guys, the, the, the other thing is is that a key to a great tables, ladders, and chairs match mm-hmm. is that you kind of need to be um, a great TLC guy. Now, I'm not saying they can't use chairs, although with Seamus, you never can be too sure. Um but I don't anticipate these two. The, the only chance they have of winning over the crowd, and I don't even think this would do it, would be um, would be having just an absolute like crazy TLC match where they just murder each other. And I don't even know if that would win the crowd over if Reigns won. But do they even have the ability to do that? Do, can can Sheamus and Reigns have a good TLC match? Because it's easier to have a good TLC match. At least I feel like I, I don't know, but I feel like it would be easier to have. A good TLC match than a uh, than any other kind of match. I agree. Because, but but that doesn't necessarily mean that anybody can do it. So I, I think just because they can have a passable TLC match doesn't necessarily mean give it validation to even exist. But no, you're you're right. They definitely um, have they have uh, they have potential to have a passable match. Is it going to make a difference? Do you, oh, I mean, a difference in what regard? In getting Seamus, like, in, in, in helping him get past this. Helping like in helping, Reigns, helping Reigns? Well, helping Reigns get past this Seamus thing with getting cheered. I don't think they do. I don't think the, so, because I feel like as long as you have wrestlers like Ambrose... Uh, like Owens, like Del Rio, getting buried because of, or you know, being held back because of this kind of 
price, like kind of fruitless endeavor to get Reigns over as the top guy, you're always going to get that hate. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you on that. Um, now, <laughs> so let's say that they do do the smart thing after doing the very stupid thing, and they do have Reigns go over Sheamus. Because I, I don't know any other way out of this. There's no more money in the bank person out of there. There's no fail-safe anymore. Um, so nobody else aside from Reigns and Sheamus, barring somebody getting hurt, is going to walk out of that match with the belt. Either one of those choices are absolutely horrible. Um, but I'm assuming Reigns is the slightly less stupid choice. So let's say Reigns wins. What does Reigns do for WrestleMania? Who wins the Royal Rumble? I still think it's going to be Ambrose. So Ambrose and Reigns again? I Either Ambrose or Lesnar. Okay, I could... But then you've got Lesnar and Reigns again. That's... You don't think they're going to pull that trigger again? I mean, last time... It, it, unless they change their plan for Roman, it makes no sense to go that route. Oh, I agree. He, but that's what they're going to try and do. They're going to try and have Reigns go over Lesnar. You see, they're, they're, this it's really difficult to see them giving up this whole quest to push Roman. Well, I, I agree with you, especially because they've worked so fucking hard at it. Like, they've got to have nosebleeds. But it's, it can't be... I, I guess I, you really, I, I really get a sense of just how fucked they are with this whole thing when I see how few options they have now. At least options that I can see them going with. CB wrote a great article. Like, here's how, you know, ever the optimist, CB, here's how you fix it. Here's how you fix it. Here's how you fix it. And he's got a bunch of really good ideas that, you know, your quote-unquote smart fans are just going, oh, that will never work because, etc. Or, or because, blah, blah, blah. Um, but really, the, I, the, the road that at least appears that they're going down to is far, far worse. I mean, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm blown away by how monumentally fucked they are uh, because I think you're probably right. I think Ambrose is a safe choice to win the Rumble, but you still have the you, – you, all you've done then is you've hit the reset button by six months, and you're yeah. doing the same thing again, and Roman's still not going to get cheered. So unless they do that same thing again – uh, where and now and they turn Roman heel at WrestleMania, in which which is what they should have just done six months ago. Then you still you still wind up with the same problem. You you still have R Roman going over Dean is not going to help his popularity. Mm -hmm. the, how how do you is there any conceivable way that you can imagine Roman gets cheered now? What does he have to do? I don't see. I don't I, see I any other see, way other than turning. They should. Heel. I mean, there is no. There's no way for him to because he's already etched in as the num the the guy that the company wants to push, um, no matter who they have to hold back. So I don't think. I mean, there is no way for him to get cheered. I mean, what they had, what they should have done, and what they should still do, is capitalize on his heat. But they're not going to do that. I mean. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe they're using the rationale that, well, Cena, you know, John Cena um, has had heat for all of his career. Yeah, but he started getting heat on his career after he was established as the face of the company. Like, he was already 
a champion several like uh, a few times over um he was already like he was over with the crowd for a good portion of his what five three three four year run before he was starting to get booed so yeah i I don't know if it was three and four or maybe three i'd say it was probably closer to two but it's either way it's pretty close to that amount right so i mean I, i i don't see any way like they're making it it was already going pretty poorly for him but they're making it so much worse than it needs to be like if and when we talked about this the first time that they went that route, um, if if I were him, I would be more pissed off than anybody. Like if I were Roman, is that fair? Is that a fair statement too? Yeah, no, I mean, if I were Roman Reigns, I would fucking get pissed off like crazy. Like, yeah, like I because the company would be booking me like like it it just. Yeah, they're they're fucking him over. It's, he's not doing it to himself. I I can't believe that he's doing it to himself. No. <laughs> I love this. Um, so I mean, this is one of those things where it's like I, I I don't really see any. You know, at least before it's like, well, they could still go with Daniel Bryan. They could still pull Reigns out of there and put Daniel Bryan in there against Lesnar. You know, they it, there's been a few times where that's been the case, but you know. Uh, last year we saw the thing happen with Rollins, but they don't have that again. They don't have that failsafe now. That money, that briefcase is gone until May, May, June, whatever the whenever the hell it is they have that briefcase pay per view. They have, they don't have that failsafe this time. Um, if I were okay, if you were WWE right now, what would you do? Just silence. I mean, I'm. I don't know either. I'm. I'm. I'm not any better off than you. That's what I mean. This is a weird. This is going to be a weird podcast because they've they've almost gone down the darkest road. And it, but now they're at the point where I don't see them. Uh, short of doing something extremely rash, and I don't mean bad rash. I mean like smart rash, like doing something with Owens, doing something with Del Rio, doing something with somebody like that, or Ambrose. You know what I mean? Like. Something really rash where something changes the landscape to such a, or Lesnar, something that changes the landscape to such a degree where it, where the situation's not the same anymore. I, I don't see how they get out of this. They're, they can't. What, unless, so, unless they turn Reigns heel, they're not going to. That's the bottom line. But haven't they somewhat taken that away now, at least for the short term? Because if he's fighting Sheamus... For the short term, yes, but I mean, even with, like, they have a couple of months before WrestleMania to do this, so we'll see what happens. I mean, it's not that I have hope, it's just, <laughs> I mean, I just don't know what else they can do. Like, well, they're running I know, out that's of why this is so, so weird. Yeah, they're running out of <laughs> options, they just are. Um, the, uh, we, 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 we could, what would you do at TLC? Would you have Roman go over Sheamus? I think you have to. Yeah, yeah. I think I would too. I, I don't. I, I think you have to at this point. I don't think you have an option. Um, okay, so you got the belt on Roman, and what's your best case scenario for that? I, I would have somebody unexpected win the Rumble, and I don't. I never say that lightly because that's always a risk. But I would have somebody unexpected win the Rumble and go fight Reigns at WrestleMania and win. And I don't know whether that's Owens. I don't know whether that's you know. 
uh, Brock. Uh, I, but I, I would just, I would almost just have Brock come in and crush them. I would have somebody add TL, Brock to the TLC match and just absolutely destroy both guys. And then the next day, Sheamus is gone. And just, he was destroyed so utterly that, that no one mentions him ever again. He's just gone. Um, okay, so that was depressing. Um, and obviously, neither one of us can book them. Uh, you, 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 when, when, you know, you have you know you have a problem, and even fans can't book you out of it. Because yeah, fans can that, book. That means you book, fans into a can book you out of anything. I mean, there's real. There's you have yeah. to backtrack. You have to backtrack. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what WWE has to do. They have to admit that they made a mistake, and they have to. Um, they have to pull exactly what they did on the road to WrestleMania 30. They have to turn Reigns heel at some point or another. I might as well just do it organically after he beat Sheamus. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you have to just do it out of nowhere, it wouldn't really even be out of nowhere. It would just, you know, it, it just pulling the whole, having him come out as champion, you know, after he beat Sheamus, and then just turning on the crowd and saying, you motherfuckers kept booing me this whole time. It's just... Oh yeah, that 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 promo writes itself. How much yeah. do you think he'd love to give that promo? Oh, definitely, and just let him talk, let him speak from the heart. I'm sure because Roman can talk if he's allowed to be organic. If you don't tell him, hey, say these exact words or mention the city you're in, then he can talk. <laughs> Miami, New York. Uh, can, <laughs> so okay, uh, but the, the thing is, like, it's easy for fans to book. Because they're not working under the same restrictions. But when even the fans who have no idea what those restrictions are can't book you out of it, I think that's when you know you're in serious fucking trouble. Um, is there anything going on in the below the main event right now that you're super interested in? Below the main event? Not really. I mean... You oh, can't think of anything. Owens and Ambrose for the IC title seems like fun. Yeah, that's the only thing I came up with too. Because that's what I was thinking of. I figured the majority of this podcast would be Reigns and Sheamus related. Yeah. Um... But I was trying to think, like, okay, what else is going on that we can... Because uh, there's not really anything for me either. Um, Owens and Ambrose, I'm largely unaware of what the, what the storyline is leading up to the match. But uh, I'm looking very forward to the match. I, I, just see, I saw it here on Wikipedia when I looked up the city where TLC is in. So singles match for the IC belt, Owens and Ambrose, that should be pretty good. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to bring up uh, another uh, topic, and Joel and Chris touched on it on the Classies. Um, what's John Cena going to do for WrestleMania? Uh, probably fight The Undertaker. Uh, I think that that's the best possible option for both of those guys. Yeah, same here. I mean, yeah. they, uh, this way you're not worried about Taker necessarily like breaking anything. Because Cena's right. pretty much, like, all of his moves are pretty much toss you into the air and let you land nimbly on, on the floor, you know, on your back. So, I mean, the most painful thing that Taker would probably have to deal with in that match is hitting a tombstone. Well, and I don't mean it's the best, but I, I think it's the best possible. And, I, I mean, I don't particularly care to see John Cena on WrestleMania. But the novelty, I think, kind of gets it there. And... Uh, and I also think that, uh, and I don't just mean this, I think it's the best case scenario for both guys, because honestly, what the fuck is left for The Undertaker? What, what, what really else is there? You know, uh, I, I hate the idea that his last pay-per-view could be losing to John Cena, because I don't see the point. Um, but, 
I think the novelty of the match really makes it the only good option. I I I don't remember being in a no being in a December and Road to WrestleMania is always a tricky time for me because it is so predictable. Unless something crazy is going on, like Punk quitting or or the Brian thing or whatever, um, it, it can be a tough time to watch. But this is by far the most pessimistic I've ever been that they're going to be able to pull out a card that people want to watch. I mean, WrestleMania sells itself to a certain degree anyway. Let's not kid ourselves. You know that arena is going to be jammed. Um, so I'm not saying that the event is doomed to failure. I'm just saying that the reaction to the event is probably not going to be what they're looking for. Um, is Triple H going to wrestle at WrestleMania, I think? Yeah, probably. I'm trying to present some even darker timeline options for you because that's really the only thing fun I can think to do with this scenario is like, what if John Cena comes back and wins the Royal Rumble? And fights Reigns. Could you get Reigns over that way? Reigns crushes Cena. No. You don't think that would work? I think that would work better than fighting Sheamus. People hate Cena. Ah, come on. You gotta admit, it's not a horrible idea. I... It's not horrible, not but like, I think, I think there's more like... I think people will feel like... You know how we said that Batista and Orton would be kind of like a shit show to watch? I think it would yes. be similar to that. Yes, I agree with you. But we're, we're, we're no longer talking about ways. We're, we're just talking about degrees of bad here. That's all we're talking about. So that's the only, that's the only thing I was thinking. Um, so, okay, let's see what else. So, so what else can you see? Triple, uh, what about Triple H winning the Royal Rumble? He could fight Reigns. They've already started the program. And that's the other thing. With only one title now, I'm really depressing you today, aren't I? Uh, yeah, this is this is with only. I mean, this is the worst podcast ever. <laughs> I mean, like you're bringing up all this stuff. I'm also having. Um, uh, I'm also. I'm also trying to think of like different scenarios for WrestleMania that actually make me happy that are plausible, and I just, I, it's not. You can't, can you? No, I can't. Not, not, not from where they are now. I might not even watch this WrestleMania it? live. Oh wait, never mind. If, plan, oh, right. if plans don't, if plans follow through, then yeah, we, I'm, it might actually be fun, not because of the event. Um, but that might, that that part might make it more fun, and I don't know how much we're supposed to say about that, so we'll just tease that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I agree. But that 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 might actually make it more fun. I mean, to be honest, we we I mean, we talked about it around the time we started the podcast around thirty, which is when we started. We kind of wanted them to go with Reigns, and or I'm sorry, uh, with uh, Orton and Batista. Yeah, and if if punks if punks if punk was telling the truth when he did that podcast, Vince was dead set. Oh, this is going to be the greatest WrestleMania main, main event of all time. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So this is a hundred percent in the wheelhouse. So I'm I'd be lying if I said I wasn't partially rooting to see a horrible show that they're going to turn on. I mean, I'm watching that TLC main event for the fun of it. I'm not watching it because I think it's going to be a good match. I think it's hilarious. If I did, if I if I thought that they had the imagination for it, I would say that they were doing it intentionally. That people, this, this is going to be such a shit show that people are going to throw shit into the ring. That that's why we're doing it. We want those kind of eyeballs. I don't think that's the case, but it's so blatant that it almost has to be. So uh, Triple H comes back and win the Royal Rumble. Is that? I think that's actually in their wheelhouse. I one hundred percent think it's in the wheelhouse. Hey, we, he beat Sheamus. Everybody hates Sheamus. Uh, that didn't get him over. Oh, Triple H, he's got huge heat. If Reigns goes over him, I mean, that's a layup. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's no. I don't even think that would be true. I think fans would chant for Triple H. I agree, but I'm I'm saying this is what they're thinking. Yeah. I mean, like I, I don't know. I have no fucking. I, I, there's, there's, no, <laughs> there's no there's no scenario where Reigns beats someone as a face that would help him. I feel like I'm making you feel like you're trapped under a piece of burning wood. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand what you're doing. It it does it does need to be said because I think it it needs to be demonstrated that like, you know. Well, imagine how they feel. What? I mean, like, how how would you like how would you like to be the writing team or Vince or Triple H right now? I wouldn't. That's a lot of stress, man. You've got investors looking at you. Yeah. Um. So, I guess. Uh, I mean, Triple H winning the Royal Rumble and Vince McMahon winning the Royal Rumble fashion and uh, and going to WrestleMania to fight Roman, I could see that. But here's the only other thing I wanted to mention uh, before I have to stop because I'm starting to wonder if my ceiling fan can support my weight. Um, I could see this Sheamus thing going to WrestleMania, and I'll tell you why. Why is that? They've already, they've already made a stable around him. They've already made the stable around him. They've already started to build up that authority thing again, and that's why I could see it going longer than a month. I could see TLC's TLC's a no disqualification match, is it not? So any interference really goes. So Roman has one friend, and even he's probably considering his options at this point. So there's no way. There's no way. Like I, I, I could totally see them. I could totally see them pushing this to WrestleMania, Reigns and Sheamus, hundred percent. I hope not. Even though we have a lot of better options, but kill me. I know um, this is the most depressing thing we've ever. This is the most depressing one we've ever done. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I'm missing any bright spot. I mean, short of a, a bomb or ISIS carrying out one of their threats. That would probably produce a better result, which that's when you know things are bad, when you're rooting for the ISIS attack. I am not going to comment on that. My brown ass is going to be fucking going to Guantanamo. They'll reopen <laughs> it up. I'm not going to comment on that at all. Um, well, uh, I, I, I did want to mention something else that I just remembered. Um, I had a friend of mine was actually at TLC. Oh, okay. Um, you mean Survivor Series? And, yes, I'm sorry, Survivor Series. And uh, she says that the like when she watched it back, Mm-hmm. The boo, the boos on Reigns and the cheers on Sheamus are way worse. Really? She she thought it was way worse in person than they like. So it came off even worse in person than it did on TV. Wow, which is impressive. And I don't know how they managed to pull that off. And maybe that was just like the section she was in or something like that. But that that's that's impressive. That's impressive. Hmm. Well, mm. I. I I'm not I'm, I wouldn't doubt that honestly I mean the, is it is it that surprising that uh, um, a lot of a lot of people have said that they threw all that confetti around to kind of um, block the visual of the crowd. Okay, now, I I honestly don't I, I I'm honestly totally pressed to uh, think of anything else to discuss, and that's weird. We've never had that problem. No, did, we might have. Did you realize that we've never had that problem? Usually, we go too long. Yeah, or, um, or we have to, or, or even when we do, we still don't get to everything that we, we want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, I mean, I, I honestly like it's, it's just, it's, 
it's been a very trying time as a fan where you finally have this opportunity to build new stars and they still don't do anything. Um, at this point, are you, are you ready to do some trash talk? Yes, let's do some trash talk. That's fun. Yeah, we can, we, 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 we can do that. Um, I, before we do that, though, that is the one thing. That I think that might be the most depressing part about this is that there's no Cena, there's no Orton to get in the way, and this is what we get. It's, it's amazing. It's the company. I mean, so if you want to blame Cena, if you want to blame Morton, that's, I mean, that's one thing, but it's still going on. So it's the company. It's the booking. There you go. Okay, let's do some trash talk. All right. What's up, guys? This is Ben, and I just want to talk a little bit of trash about finishing moves. I mean, what happened? You know, back in the Attitude Era, everybody had these amazing finishing moves. You had stunners, you had pedigrees, you had rock bottoms. I mean, the People's Elbow it was a ridiculous move. But it was unique. It had flash to it. You know, you had the mandible claw and the double arm DDT. What do we have now? Let's see, we have a giant who punches people really hard. Uh, you have mm, an elbow. Uh, somebody gets elbowed. Um, what else? Oh, and everybody does the fucking super kick. Everybody does the fucking super kick. So let's start with the super kick. Can we just give one or two guys a super kick? Does everybody have to do it? And does it always have to win matches? I mean, Shawn Michaels is awesome. I'll never take anything away from the guy. He's an amazing athlete. But when you have all of these dudes running around doing super kicks and winning matches, I feel like it takes away from the validity of the move. You know, somebody should know to duck at this point. And then let's move on to Roman Reigns. This guy is going to be the favorite to win the title coming up and he's doing a pretty ineffective spear on people as his special move now with guys like Ambrose and Rollins by your side for years that's the best you can come up with these guys created amazing finishers which granted were both I guess made illegal and they had to exchange them for recycled moves which is which sucks because the curb stomp was such an awesome move but there's only two stars that I ever want to see do a spear. That's Goldberg, who's done with wrestling, and Rhino, who I will talk about at a later date and time because I don't know what the fuck is happening with this guy in NXT. But their spears were great because they were violent and vicious. When they hit a guy, it looked like it really, really hurt. When Reigns hits him, it kind of looks like a running hug. Kind of like when uh, Edge did it. Or, you know, every now and then Big Show will do it. Um, it's just not the same. But what do you guys think? I mean, do you have a favorite spear that you've ever seen other than Rhino or Goldberg? Also, on the other side of the spectrum, I want to talk a little bit about Dolph Ziggler. And I want to talk about Dolph Ziggler because um, while guys like the Big Show are... are boiled down to finishing people off with one punch um, Dolph Ziggler has four finishing moves uh, three of which don't work so you have the zigzag which works 90% of the time somebody is going to um, lose when he hits the zigzag but then you have the super kick 
you have the sleeper hold, you have the famouser, all of which people kick out of. What gives? Spread the wealth, Dolph. <laughs> Give somebody else a finishing move. These guys desperately need it. Give Wade Barrett something to do other than hit somebody with his elbow. He really needs another move. And it's not like Wasteland was much better. It was a glorified fireman's carry, which, if you really think about it, is also exactly what the FU is. <sighs> oh well. I guess these guys all need to go to Brock Lesnar training camp and learn a few suplexes, right? Anyway, let me know what you gentlemen think. I'm done talking trash. I've got myself all riled up and pissed off. All right. Uh, there's a little bit to unpack there. Um, but uh, start with the spear part, because that's interesting. Um, who throws the best spear? I would actually say Roman throws one of the better spears I've seen. No. What? You know what? That, so? that doesn't look painful at all. He literally... Well, looked... but I don't, think, I don't think the spear is a horribly painful-looking move, period. Um, no. I would, I would say that Goldberg is probably the best one, like you said. Yeah. Um, and that's probably why Goldberg actually hurt a lot of people doing it, if you read the stories. But uh, Big Show's was horrible. Edge's was horrible. And I'm honestly hard-pressed to think of that many other people that did it. I mean, no, that, um, what's her name does it? Um, Charlotte even does it. Um, okay, I like Charlotte's. But like... Charlotte's gonna... Char yeah, but I, uh, I mean, Charlotte, Charlotte has a decent spear. The problem with the spear is that after Goldberg's done it, nobody has done it like him, so... Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's like, it's like when The Miz tries to lock on the figure four. Yeah. <laughs> It just it, it's just not gonna work. Is like or Cena trying to do the stunner, you know? It just yeah, yeah. It, it looks like shit. If uh, Goldberg made the spear iconic, uh, the problem now is that not just one person has done it. I mean, even when Edge did it, it was like okay, well, nobody else is doing it, and then everybody did it. So well, edges, edges I thought might edges might be the worst. Big Show is pretty close, but yeah, well. I Actually, no, Big Show's is worse. I shouldn't say that. Big Show's is worse. Big Show's spear is uh, But horrible. Edge's was pretty bad. Um, yeah. Roman Reigns' spear what about, what is... What about Edge's? Roman Reigns' spear is the same. Just because he yells before he does it doesn't make it any better. His his spear looks like he's about to hug somebody. It's exactly what like I, I said. I, I actually, I think I I'm the one who told Ben that. Like, I was like, every time I see Roman Reigns trying to spear somebody, it looks like he's trying to hug. I mean, I feel like he's, like, copying Bailey's moves at this point. Well, and I, 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 I've heard that running hug thing going back as far as Edge, but I mean, I still think Roman's is better than Edge's and Big Show's. Like, I still, it's got to be. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think, I think it looks just crisper of a move when Roman does it compared to Edge or Big Show. I mean, that's not hard targets to hit, I guess. But you're right. I think in general, the Goldberg spear. I don't really remember seeing a lot of spears before Goldberg did it. Like, not certainly not as a, as a, as a prominent move in the move set was there somebody anybody before goldberg that you can think of that through the no and i think it worked for him because of his history as a as a in the nfl like i just think he knew how to tackle people like more realistically than um than anybody else during that time yeah and i think that uh i i was trying to wonder that's probably why they use the spear so good for him but 
Uh, can you think of anybody before him that really used it? Because I honestly can't think of anybody that did. Neither do no, I can't. Not at all. There's not there's not a lot of t- there's not a ton of things that I really think Goldberg did this better than most people. But I <laughs> the the spear would be one of them. Yeah, he was. Or he's possibly the only one. Yeah, I think he is the only one who did that move well. Um, outside of Rhino. Fair um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's a good point. I forgot about Rhino. Rhino threw an awesome spear. Yeah. Rhino's spear was better than Roman's. I'll give you that. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. But w- but the whole the whole con- the whole uh, conversation about finishers, um, I think, definitely has some merit to it because, like, even if like, let's just forget the fact that Roman's uh, Roman's uh, spear credibility or whatever. The fact that he has that move as his finisher is kind of lame because he should be hitting a, a, a few more. After you have like a triple power bomb as your finisher in a group, the spear just looks lame. Yeah, I agree. So I'm not sure why he doesn't have like something like a big man move as his move. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. You know, even something like the 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 jackknife or you know something like that. Um, it doesn't mean he can't still be athletic in general. They they seem to have guys. I mean, aside from Owens, he'd be the exception, but who who can work a big man style but still have elements of being very athletic and whatnot. I don't really know why. Um, so, for, I mean, he, he brought up a couple other good points on the finishers in general, and I want to touch on the Ziggler point real quick, too. Um, Ziggler has four finishers, and I, I actually prefer to think of it as signature moves and not finishers, but... And, and I don't really understand why the sleeper is a finisher because the sleeper is a lame move. Yeah. Uh, but do, do you see? Do, do you take issue with the idea that he's got uh, that many finishers? I don't think any of them are finishers. Like they've never really put anyone away. I mean, the super kick on occasion does, but like I think the zigzag, zigzag is the has. only move that he's used that actually puts people down for the three count. Do you like the idea of a guy having more than one move that can put people down? Yeah, I, I mean, Del Rio's done it for a long time now, but, like... Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think he's the only one who has now, though. But, like, I don't necessarily think it's, like... I don't think people really need a signature move all the time. I think just, like, a devastating move outside of the arsenal, out of nowhere... Yeah. Um, That they haven't... That they don't really use... Like, a kick to the fucking head, like, from the back or something, when somebody's sitting down and you just kick them right in the yeah. head... Like how Del Rio uh, beat Cena, even though the the match was short, that's what made it anticlimactic. But if it were a longer match where the both of them actually exchanged more um, more moves on each other and wore each other out, that kick to the head realistically should put somebody away. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I one hundred percent agree with you. That you know that that's one of the reasons why I love the Ziggler Del Rio matches as much as I did. You know that was to, because they both had that. Mm-hmm. You didn't really know, you know, there were several moves that each guy uh, performed uh, that could put somebody away. And I think that's a big part of what made that match interesting to me. Um, okay. Uh, what else did he, what else did he mention? We have to listen to the audio before. He brought up a few good points there. Um, spreading the finishers around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think a lot of people do the super kick, but I also think that the super kick is a fairly easy move. Um, using, I, I think he's right in that you, you, using the super kick as a finisher for a bunch of guys. Yeah, that's probably a little bit weird. What about you? I think the super kick is a little bit, um, 
I don't want to come off as Steve Austin uh, talking about uh, the DDT because um, obviously he's like been like really kind of pinning down on the fact that that move's overused. Um, I don't necessarily think it is, but um, the super kick itself, I don't, I don't know if it's like used. It's like you said, it's not used as a finisher, but it's also like I think it's lost a lot of its merit because everybody uses it. Um, not necessarily as a finisher, but if everybody uses it, it's kind of like being used as a clothesline. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, uh, what else did he, what else did he bring up? Brought up a couple good things. There, there's one thing I feel like I'm just sort of in general, I, is it to a point where they, wrestling has been around for long enough, it's really hard to come up with a unique finisher? Because he did bring up the curb stomp. Which it's amazing that nobody ever came up with a curb stunk, like curb stomp beforehand, because um, it is so good. Yeah. Uh, so it must be hard to come up with unique moves at this point. Well, I mean, I think that wrestling moves can be cyclical, but you know, I don't think like these days. I don't think you can pull a move from the Attitude Era. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. When Cena started doing the stunner, automatically everybody was like, "Why is he doing that? That's Austin's move." You know what I mean? I mean, I, I'm not. I don't. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I never got all bent out of shape about proprietary, um, uh, proprietaryism over moves or or whatever. But like, I um, you, you compare the two. Like you compare Cena's stunner and it and it was it was shitty. It was really shitty, especially compared to. Oh Austin's. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so like it's. I think it can be cyclical. I think Ambrose using the du- uh, the uh, double arm DDT um, is cutting it close. Like when he started uh-huh. doing it, it was like, okay, this is obviously Foley. But at the same time, his character is very much reminiscent of a crazy motherfucker. So like him doing a Foley move isn't necessarily out of place. Whereas Cena is nothing like Austin, and he's doing the stunner. Uh, I also think he pulls it off a little differently than Foley, and I think I, I think both those things work. I think the thing that you just mentioned that he is he is a little bit like McFoley mm-hmm. um, helps, and I think that he does it in kind of his own way also helps. Um, okay, uh, I will maybe say it's, that- may, maybe it's a matter of just not stealing from the super famous WWE guys. Maybe there's wrestlers that didn't necessarily make it, but their finishes are good. You know, yeah, maybe that's something. And and also on that point, like, you know, you can still be innovative about your finishers. I mean, look at Del Rio's new finisher. Yeah. That looks painful as hell. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, do you have a favorite finisher? Right now? I don't know if I do right now. I mean, like, if... To be to be honest, I love the, um... Well, this is probably going to be part of the uh, podcast that's blocked. But um, I'd probably say... Probably the crossface. Probably the crossface. Okay. Yeah. Um, How about you? I think uh, that 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 knee of Brian's is up there for me. Yeah, it really is. Uh, that that knee of Brian's is really up there for me. Yeah. That, uh, that um, so simple, but the way that he delivers it is just so impactful. Like, it makes people look like they should be breathing out of a tube the next day. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's, it's amazing. Uh, uh, the only other thing I could really think of is that that sliced bread move is pretty awesome. Yeah. Or no, not sliced bread. No, the Shining Wizard. Sorry, Shining Wizard. I love that Shining Wizard, which is pretty close. But there's something about them. They just look like they 
hit like a motherfucker. And and based off just the entertainment value, like the way that Orton hits his diamond cutter or the yeah, KO, for sure, for sure. I mean, it's 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 really like if anything, if like you, Orton does that really really well. Like, it's really smooth looking. Yeah, it's just it's amazing. Like every time he hits it, it's just really really well done. Um, so if you got to give credit to Randy Orton about something, that would definitely be that. That and the memes that it that it inspired. <laughs> well, that that's true. All right, I think that's about all we got time for. Yeah. Um, so this was depressing. Sorry, everybody. Uh, hopefully, uh, somebody picks picks it up in the next month, and we can have something more exciting to talk about. That's or okay. not? Well, actually, I think this is fairly exciting to talk about. It's just not incredibly motivating. Um, so why don't you? I'll let you take us out this time. All right. Um, well, uh, as always, you can follow us on. Um, on Twitter, uh, you can f- uh, find us at TR Attire. Uh, you can follow my buddy Blair here at BD underscore CRA. You can follow me at Jonah Q, uh, J O N A H K U E. Um, if you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, yes, we are definitely back on iTunes. Please subscribe to us um, if you aren't already subscribed. Uh, leave us a review, please, because, again, if uh, we, we take the reviews to heart because we really do want to interact with you guys more. It's one of the reasons why we have the mail sack um, as, uh, as inquisitive as it is. Um, let's see. Oh, also, uh, the Classy Ring Attire 200th episode will be... Uh, coming up very very soon we'll have yes. details on that on both our twitter and you know you can follow cr attire as well uh, i guess I, you can follow them okay <laughs> um you can um well actually they'll have yours truly as a guest on that so you know uh and i think blair will join us also via uh skype hopefully it'll That's be better than about. uh our skype connection here um other than that uh oh if you're checking us out on Inside Pulse, leave us comments there as well. Uh, we welcome all feedback. Um, did you have anything else to add? On my computer, uh, that Baron Corbin is apparently backstage at Raw tonight. Oh, That's interesting. no. Yeah, I know. Uh, and that's about that. That's about the last thing I have. Uh, we'll do a mail sack submission for the next episode. We will. We'll have we'll a mail sack we'll submission so that you, so, 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 so that one of us doesn't end up hanging ourselves. We'll think about <laughs> something else to talk about. Please take us out of this funk. Oh, maybe. Please. Cool, this is up to you to guys. Um, probably not. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> Until then, keep it trashy. Keep it trashy. Swing the ox when I rumble, show your ass with my gun. Got a tip, a nigga, go ahead, lose your head. Turn your back on me, get clapped, and lose your leg. I walk around, gun on my waist, chip on my shoulder, top, bust a clip in your face, pulse to this beef ain't over. Many men, many, 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 many men. Wish death on me, Lord, I don't cry no more. Don't look to the sky no more. Have mercy on me.